that was a good introduction for the first 10 seconds. Can we go back mm-hmm. now, start the podcast, like do the intro? Oh, sure. So like, welcome back. I thought we were famous enough. We didn't need to do that. You probably are, but I mean, I told I my wife the other day, it's, you humble and I told my wife, like, it's getting to where I can't hardly go on, out in public anymore. And she just laughed and kind of looked at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> She knows the real truth. Yeah. <laughs> she knows the real truth. Nobody cares. During crisis and economic depression, small business owners often struggle with making sales and keeping the loyalty of their people because if you ain't selling, it's hard to pay the bills. On the Ethical Sales Podcast, you will learn new ways to selling ethically and communicating with your people to create more loyalty and getting out of the rut of stress and frustration. When there is plenty of sales, there should be plenty of profits to keep things flowing smoothly and everybody be happy, happy, happy. All they ever want to do is just hunt and fish. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Hey, they're close. Hey, they're close. That's why I got my own business, so I can have some time freedom and take the boys, and we can go do the things that we want to do. And make some more of that raber luck. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what you call raber luck? When you do it more, you get better at it. Some people call that lucky, but it's called mastery. You know, when you fish more, you catch more fish. When you get out and meet more customers, you get better at sales. You know, when you're out there, you get lucky. When you just sleep in and you're lazy, you don't ever get lucky. How you repeat luck over and you over and over. You can't sit on the bank. Out there. You can't sit on the shore on the bank and wonder why the fish ain't biting if the line ain't in the water. That's right. Hmm. Uh-huh. I like that, too. Yeah. All right, That's well, why I don't go fishing. I don't well, have to worry about that. Are, do we need to do an official entry in the podcast here? How do, I mean, like, this is good, ain't it? We're good? I would be good to introduce at least... Well, why don't you go ahead and start? You tell him your name, name then I'll tell him my voice. name, you and then might, Owen will you, tell him his you name. Might. All right, so my <laughs> name's Elias Raber. <laughs> yeah, I'm Matt Raber. My name is Owen Schrock. <sighs> okay. Hey, that was good enough. We could use that for everyone. Just cut that. Yeah. yeah All right, you're know, supposed to keep so, us. You're the guy that's supposed to keep us on track. So We're going to be talking uh, about quality talk work. About At this here. point in the podcast, you should be saying, all right, guys, we're going to be talking about quality work, and then harness everything back in and we go down that bunny trail instead of all these other bunny trails. Yeah, it takes me a while to wrap this if we're know, not to careful, wrap it together. If we're not careful, it's going to start sounding like the Robertson's podcast or something. Yeah, I like that podcast. It's a good podcast. I'm trying to come out with a good one. Keep on. All right. Go on. <laughs> so we're going to talk about quality work, guys. This is a subject that you think we wouldn't need to cover, but it is actually pretty important to cover and all of us need a reminder that it's super important to do quality work if you want repeat business. For me, I tend to be pretty detailed when I'm out on the job. I know when we were doing a lot of uh, roofs, um, I was always more detailed than Elias was, and you know, always saying, "Hey, get this a little better, get that a little better." Did it matter? Didn't it? I don't know, but I don't think you can be too detailed when mm-hmm. it comes to doing a job right. Probably most of those spots probably would have never been an issue, but it just happened that maybe I seen it from a little different angle, so. You know, if you're doing a metal job, for example, and you're spraying your final coat and you're going over screws, make sure that, you know, you're not just hitting the screws from one side where it kind of leaves a little bit of a dark spot behind there. And so, you know, that's just one little example, you know, making sure that every square inch has the proper amount of coatings on it, the proper millage. You know, when you're top coating, 
really paying attention to what you're doing and making sure that every square inch is getting that proper millage down. And then the other thing that I think is very important just because it's the, it's the first thing your eye catches is detail and how you do your detail. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember a project that we did and um, it was a metal project that went up, went up against the wall and had stucco or something. And we run masking tape along there, which is what I would do anytime you start, you're stopping against the walls, get two or four inch wide masking tape running along there, get you a really nice clean edge. And we did that. And the building owner came up and the first thing he said was he's like, wow, I like it. That is, man, you guys did such a good job. He looked at that and he said, I couldn't even do it that nice if I masked it off. He thought we sprayed it that nice. (laughs) I left it. I never told him that we put the masking tape up there. But that's the things that building owners see, you know, mm-hmm. not just spraying up across the wall and trying to spray as neat and nice as you can, but run some tape along there, making sure that everything's nice, clean lines, straight lines, you know, snap a chalk line if you need to, to put that up. Because those are things that building owners come. Those are the first things they see. If you're ever showing that project for to another potential customer, those are the things they're going to notice. When you're going around um, pipes, units, those kind of things, just making sure you're not overspraying those units, making sure you're masking things off, right? Pipes, uh, stuff that doesn't matter. We typically just coated the entire pipe, you know, rather than just overspraying up six inches and we just make the entire thing white, you know, little vents, those kind of things. And it just looks really clean when it's all done. I appreciate how you mentioned that you're more particular than your brother. And I think that's something that people need to be aware of because mm-hmm. put the right people you know, on the job, yep. put the people on the job that, that are more particular and perfectionist maybe can mm-hmm. still get it done. Um, yeah. Matt always ran the jobs. Like he always took care of making sure the projects were getting done. I was the guy that was out selling all the jobs. So I was always out there meeting customers and selling, you know, selling the jobs. And that worked out really good for us. Finding what, you know, each, each person's strong point is knowing the different personalities and what that, what each personality is good at. It's really important, I think, you know, when you're doing a job and, you know, most of what we're talking about today is coatings, but obviously it, it goes into all of all of the above when you're doing membrane jobs, making sure that you're doing that detail work nice, trying to keep wrinkles out of your membranes, trying to, you know, stretch everything to where everything lays nice and flat. Uh, make sure your welders are turned to the right heat. It's different for TPO than it is for Flexion, you know, than it is for uh, PVC. So making sure that you understand all those things and doing the job correctly and doing it right. It's just a phone call to find out what that proper temperature is mm-hmm. uh, if you're not exactly sure of those kind of things. You know, making sure that they're using the right termination bars and all this happy stuff when you're starting stopping your membranes. I think application, the coding side of things, definitely has more to talk about than or as much or more to talk about as uh, the membranes do just mm-hmm. because it's a liquid application. It can be messy or it can be clean, you know, the way that you do them really portrays you and your company. You can be as smooth as you want to be to sell the jobs and, you know, get the customer. But if you don't do quality work, you're not going to get that customer again and again and again. You're not going to keep him as a client. And so it's super important to do quality work for that continued relationship to be good with that customer. You know, you took a lot of energy and time and money to get that customer. Now, this is how you're going to keep them. Yeah. And there's a couple of things, you know, I would say to, to watch out in the coding industry. If you're new to this, um, and starting applicating, there's a couple tips that I think will can make it a lot easier for you. One thing is if you know you have weather moving in or potential and you kind of be like, man, I don't know if it's going to hit today or, or not, but you don't want to just stop all day. 
either, but you want to kind of keep going. So, you know, let's say you're getting ready to top coat something. You can do a top coat application in two passes instead of one. Do it at, um, you know, typically our top coat goes down at two gallons per square, two gallons for 100 square feet. Do it in two applications. Put one gallon per square down and it'll dry like paint pretty much. It'll dry really mm-hmm. fast. Then you can come back later and do another top coat. And if that weather happens to hit, hey, you're not going to wash off. You're going to be dry. That's something that we used to do a lot, especially early in the year and late in the year. You can kind of extend your season doing some of that. You're going to put on a few more miles walking, spraying. But at the end of the day, you're going to know that it's going to be cured out before that weather hits. The other thing I would say that people tend to more likely put too little product on than too much. You know, you don't want to go pile it on and put too much on either because that has some negatives too. But I see people going over their seams and not putting enough product down on their seams and you're still seeing the pores of your fabric after it's dried. You don't want to see the pores of your fabric after it's dried. You want to be able to have it at the right application where those pores are pretty much not visible anymore. If you're seeing pores, you know you want to put it on just a little bit thicker. You spray um, over top of fabric and it looks like it's covered really well when you did it when it was wet. But as it dries, it gets thinner because the water evaporates out of the product. It's a water-carried product for the most part, leaving you a little thinner than what you put down. And so you're like, man, I know it was covered. Well, that's exactly what happens. So, you know, just some things to kind of take note on and learn really quick after a first project or two. But if you're new, those are some things to kind of watch for. So in wrapping up, how do you avoid an angry customer? Do quality workmanship, and I think that comes through, as you mentioned, being aware, doing a good job, and then just doing more of it, repetition and mastery. Yeah, it's worth doing right. It's worth That's taking right. it's worth taking your time to do it right. You know, you should be bidding your projects to where you feel like you can take plenty of time to make sure that it's done right. It's a whole lot easier to do it right the first time than mm-hmm. it is to go back and redo it and do it right the second time. So if you're not sure about something, call the right person, ask about it, um, ask somebody to come hold your hand, ask somebody to come out and look at the project with you, or maybe spend a few hours with you. We're here to help each other. We're here to make sure everything's, you know, gonna, everybody's starting on the right foot. Hey, 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 before you leave, let me ask you a question. Have you ever struggled with knowing how to open a conversation? Have you ever struggled with knowing how to close the sale? Elias Rayburn and his twin brother Matt put together a small booklet titled Simplify the Sale that teaches you how to open conversations and how to close the sale. You can download your copy for free at smarterroofer.com forward slash simplify. Again, download your copy for free at smarterroofer.com forward slash simplify. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.